Well, good morning, church. Great to be back again. I want to talk to you today, excuse me, Um, I want to talk to you today about involvement, action and responsibility and there are a few um, Bible stories that I'd like to uh, touch on to illustrate some points of how some biblical characters behaved. But first, I've got a whole bunch of questions for you. Rhetorical. First, what does God have in store for you? Is God taking you on a journey or have you been places with God or are you going places with God? These are all things for us to consider. Another one is what is the cost of following the God? So what is the cost of following God and what is the benefit? And you might say that you are a believer, but how far will you allow God to have his way in your life? And we're going to talk about, kind of answer these questions as we go along. Being a believer in Christ requires involvement, action and responsibility, which is followed by immeasurable blessings. And I want to look at three situations today, or even perhaps four situations today, where ordinary people were placed in, uh, where their faith was severely challenged, and I'd like to draw some parallels for us today and think if we were in that particular situation, how would we handle it? Would we handle the situation the same way these biblical people did or would we kind of go in a different direction? So a few things to ponder. Um, But one thing before I start, these people that we're going to talk about today, they put their trust in God over and above their own personal situation. And that's not easy to do, but that's what they did. Should we do the same or can we do the same? Um, I want to read from uh, the book of Daniel. Um, Daniel chapter 3, I'm going to read from 16 through to 27. You'll know this story. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this manner. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. 
and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. So there are times when God will not get you out of the fire. He will not get you out of the furnace. But like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, he will keep the fire from burning you. And what I like about this story and the stories we're going to... A few other stories we'll, we'll read about today is that... Got to be careful I don't get ahead of myself. But they weren't rescued from the fire as such. But God joined them, the angel of the Lord joined them in the midst of their trial. And I actually like that. I, I get a bit of comfort from that. I think this is pretty cool of God. He met them in their time of great need. And I sometimes wonder what they talked about as they walked around inside the fire. <laughs> Look at all the spectators. <laughs> I don't know, who knows what they talked about. But the impact of being rescued from the fire would have been minimal as compared to the testimony of what actually happened. And this story, I don't think this story is really about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego per se. I mean, it is. But also, this story is about the change of heart to a nation that repented of paganistic idolatry worship and went on to worship the one true God. You see, if you read on in this story, you'll see that um, Nebuchadnezzar, he, he said, look, don't worry about the idol, the false gods. We are going to now worship the God of um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And that is really interesting because this didn't happen in Israel. This happened in Babylon. These, All of the... Jewish nation, Israel, or the Hebrews, had been captured by Nebuchadnezzar and taken to Babylon and they stayed there for 40 years. It's a generation. And, um, and this is what happened, one of the events that happened while they were there. God used the situation of these boys who refused to bow down to an idol to bring a nation to its knees. I think this is a remarkable story as we, as we stand in awe of what transpired here. We also hope that nothing like this will happen to us. We must get to a familiar place of passion to God that these boys had, whether we're tested or not. We may not be responsible for the salvation of a nation, but we are responsible for our own salvation. 
And being a believer of Christ requires involvement, action and responsibility, which is followed by immeasurable blessings. And can you imagine the blessings that these boys must have experienced when Nebuchadnezzar turned his heart towards God? That's an awesome testimony in itself. I want to move on to the next story, which you'll also be familiar with. And this one's still set in Babylon. A different king by the... By this stage, Nebuchadnezzar, he's gone. And we've got a new king called Darius. And I'm going to read from Daniel chapter 6, 16 to 23. Where are we? So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. And when he came near the den, he called out to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? He must have got a shock because Daniel answered, O king, (laughs) live forever, my God sent his angel to shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, O king. The king was overjoyed and gave Daniel, sorry, he gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted out of the den, no wound was found on him because He had trusted God. There are times when God will not keep you out of the lion's den, but like Daniel, he will close the mouths of the lions for your sake. And again we see that Daniel was not rescued from the den, but the lion's mouths were closed and in the morning the king ran as we read, to check on Daniel's progress. Three times each day, Daniel would open his windows that faced Jerusalem and pray to God. And no matter what, and even at the peril of his own life, he continued to pray to God in direct disobedience to a decree set by King Darius. As a result of his salvation from the lion's den, Darius decreed that all people in his kingdom should fear, pardon me, and tremble before the God of Daniel. Again, we see in this story 
that this story is not really about Daniel, but it's about a kingdom coming in to worship God. And God used this situation of Daniel, who refused to stop praying, to bring a kingdom to its knees. Actually, I've got a mate who is married to a Chinese lady and they go back to China every now and again to visit the in-laws. And every time they go, he takes a suitcase of Bibles with him. And it is actually illegal. The Chinese government don't like it when you take Bibles. But every time... He gets through customs, no problem. The suitcase goes through, and they go, have welcome to China. And, you know, in that situation, you know, there's such a blessing. And it's kind of an unknown blessing because you don't know how many lives are going to be touched or how many people will come into the kingdom as a result of hearing the revelation of the word. But again, it's a situation where God's law is above man's law. And we need to have the wisdom to understand um, when it's okay to break man's law for the sake of the kingdom. But again, in this remarkable story of Daniel and the lion's den, and as we stand in awe of what transpired here, we also hope that nothing will happen to us uh, like that. But we must get to a similar place of passion to God that Daniel had, whether we are tested or not. We may not be responsible for the salvation of a kingdom, but we are responsible for our own salvation. And being a believer of Christ requires involvement Action and responsibility, which is followed by innumerable blessings. Third story. Going back to the book of Genesis here. Genesis 39. And we've just got three verses. 20, 20. From 20 to 23. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him and showed him kindness and granted him favour in the eyes of the prison warder. So the warder put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warder also paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. So still there are times when God will not keep you out of prison. But like Joseph, he will shower you with innumerable favour 
within the prison walls. Also, like the other two stories, we see that Joseph was not rescued from the prison, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him favour while he remained imprisoned. He was given favour by the prison guard, as we read, and given responsibility in regard to the prisoners. As time went by, God used Joseph to interpret dreams and ultimately elevating him to the equivalent of the Prime Minister of the land. The ultimate outcome of Joseph's family coming to live in Egypt, sorry, the ultimate outcome was Joseph's family coming to live in Egypt and the birth of the nation of Israel. And God used this situation with Joseph, who followed God's lead even though he was imprisoned. Again, this is a remarkable story. And as we stand in awe of what transpired here, we also hope that nothing like this will happen to us. But we must get to a similar place of passion to God that Joseph had, whether we're tested or not. And we may not be responsible for the birth of a nation, but we are responsible for our own rebirth. And being a believer of Christ requires involvement, action and responsibility, which is followed by immeasurable blessings. Let's talk about Jesus. There are times when God will not take the cup away. But like Jesus will give you strength to drink from the cup. And this story is really the same as the others. Jesus was not rescued from the cross. Like Colin pointed out to us during his communion message. But as He was crucified. God was with him. He was not rescued from the cross, but his father joined him in that time of testing, that time of trial. And through his death and resurrection, we see the opportunity for the salvation of the whole of mankind. Acceptance of Christ is paramount for salvation and eternal rest. Eternal rest with Christ. But in these situations, there's a calm assurance. Matthew 28, 20 says, I'm with you always, even to the very end. Even To the very end. So it doesn't matter if you're thrown in the furnace or in the lion's den, in prison, or you face a death because of you, or you're martyred because of your Christianity. It doesn't matter in respect that Jesus says, 
I am with you always to the very to the very end. And just as we finish up, God used this situation of Jesus who followed God's instruction for his life, even unto death. And again, this is a remarkable story. And as we stand in awe of what transpired here, we also hope that nothing like this will happen to us. We must get to a similar place of passion that to God that Jesus had, whether we're tested or not. We may not be responsible for the salvation of mankind or the salvation of the whole world, but we are responsible for our own salvation. And being a believer of Christ requires involvement, action and responsibility, which is followed by innumerable blessings. It was possible with these people we've spoke about today. And if it is impossible, if, if it is possible for them, then it's also possible for us. Because Jesus said he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Choose to make a conscious decision to grow deeper in Christian maturity. This is an act of your will, a deliberate and conscious choice. Think, live, breathe every moment in Christ. Take him with you everywhere. And keep the communication lines open all the time. We may not be responsible for a nation or a kingdom to bow down to God We may not be responsible for the birth of a nation or the salvation of mankind, but we are responsible for our own salvation and we're responsible for the maintaining of our salvation. We're responsible for the closeness that we have with God. We are responsible for our relationship with God and the closeness of that relationship. Being a believer of Christ requires involvement, action and responsibility which is followed by immeasurable blessings. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the revelation of the word today. We thank you, Lord, that the scriptures are just chock full of stories about heroes of faith. And Father, we want to add our names to those stories. We want to be the faithful ones, Lord. We want to be the ones that have the powerful testimony. We want to be the ones, Lord, that will go where others have refused to go. And so we pray and ask, Lord, your touch upon each one of us today. That you will renew our strength, Lord. We'll... Soar like eagles. We will go with you. That you will be our God. We will be your people. We give you thanks and honour and glory today, Lord, for all that you have given us, all that you've done before us. And we pray, Lord, as we wrap up our service today, Lord, 
that you'll be with us in power and in strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.